Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Jeff Yan. In this episode, you'll hear part two of my conversation with Marillo Saranzo from University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of Digication Scholars Conversations can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. You are about to hear part two of our conversation with Marillo Saranzo from University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Please be sure to listen to our previous episode to hear part one of this conversation. I want to go back to um, something else that you said that I thought okay. was just so great. Uh, you talked about design thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Uh, I Great. Um, and in fact, um, I don't know if I told uh-huh. you this, but because um, we, we, we really just literally met not that long ago. Right. Uh, but I, um, uh, when we first started education, um, I was at a, an art and design school. I was at Rhode Island oh, School. Oh, wonderful! We did not coin the terms, you know, design thinking, but it's, you know, a big, a, a lot of the, you know, there were a lot of similarities between the kind of pedagogy that we sure. believe in and that we practice. Um, that um, the Stanford D School had became, you know, they were very good at at at, yeah. at making it accessible to to a to a very large audience that are non artists and designers. I think they've done such an amazing thing for the world because of that. Um, right, and um, and so I'm a huge fan of all things design. So design thinking is, you know, almost like, you know, just you know by default fell, you know, into into such a great space for me because I'm also very much into thinking about how do you um, think about you know the the type of things that designer and artists do um, and apply it in more general terms to 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 more you know, okay. um, non-designers, you know, for example. And mm-hmm. so um, I love the idea um, that you've been able to incorporate some of that into your, into your, um, into your career as a, as an, as a higher education um, uh, uh, in, uh, you know, as a professor, as a, as an assistant dean. Um, can you tell me a little bit about maybe the top, you know, couple of things that, you really feel like design thinking has has made a difference in the way that you thought about the curriculum at this first year experience. Yes, absolutely. And and again, giving um, you know the when we when I first came into the role, uh, again our our associate dean Barbara Hensenba was already you know again kind of navigating and, and thinking about okay, there's. There has to be a framework out there that we could use to, you know, to to continue to to work with our students on their on developing the, their life and career, you know. And she knew that she wanted to do life, and she knew that she wanted to do a career, like emerging the two. And when we came across uh, the design thinking methodology and the designing your life book and learning about Stanford. Um, really was, uh, you know, nothing, I, I'm a firm believer that nothing happens, uh, you know, that everything happens for a reason, nothing is left <laughs> to chance. So at the time, uh, there was, some, there was um, I'm going to forget his last name, first name Kyle, he was with us uh, as, a, as a, like a visiting, a visiting person uh, in a, a U of I, 
And um, I believe his partner at the time had, you know, received a, a job at the, at the U of I and, you know, and, and he was looking for his opportunity. And, and then he became a consultant with us and really was the one who introduced us to a lot of the design thinking methodology and made the connection with the D school and the design, you know, design your life studio. So that's how, that's how it all got started. So as I became, as I, as I began to learn and definitely as you know, being a graduate of the Life Design Studio, the program there when we went to Stanford and then came back with the ideas, you know, everything that I saw was just like, wow, you know, the 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 way that the activities are so dynamic and really asked you to, you know, to really think through them and think like a designer. And from what I've been able to make sense of what does it mean to think like a designer, right? Is to be curious, is to empathize with your user. Uh, and, and in some ways, Jeff, like our users in my courses are, is yourself, you know, is, a, is the student themselves. So in some ways they're designing for themselves, right? right? So we have had to talk to them about how do you empathize with yourself? How do you understand yourself? So you can, you know, you can do more of that, do of, of, of being curious, of trying things out, of, you know, um, uh, the radical collaboration. So in some ways, our course, it's really an introductory to that framework, right? And we're talking to them, you know, at one point, so early in the course, you know, again, the prototype, and I think even the first iteration of the course in the fall of 2018, you know, we went all out and talked about the talked about the the hexagons and the process, you know, you know, you empathize and you prototype and you idea and you do it again, right? And it was like, well, I think the students that that's not quite registering. But you can you can register as a first year student a little bit more the idea of mindsets. So thinking about, you know, like like learn to be curious, learning to be open to trying things out is something. It's something, you know, you're, you're in this trajectory, but is something calling you over here? Like, it's okay to, to, you know, take a step and to the side and go and check it out and come back. And actually, Kyle, um, at the time, helped us really uh, come up with an activity that we have then taken this activity into a museum um into a museum setting and kind of uh, build some parallels. So we take our students to the museum and we also have marketed in a way that it's it's calling LAS Days Day at the Museum. So we we have two museums on campus and we take, you know, we, 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 t- we took the students there and we told them, you are here to roam around, but when something calls to you, we would like for you to interact with that object. And then, yes, we would like for you to sketch it to the best that you can from different angles, because again, uh-huh. you, can, you can look at it from a different way. And then we want to reflect on that experience. What, what was that? What was that like when something called to you? Because in some ways we're drawing parallels in there about, yes, how do you know that that calling that that your career you know is and it's not just because you're now a a first-year student at illinois but even in five years when you are in your first career out of as you are immersing in your you know first you know destination out of out of out of out of undergrad you know in whether be grad school or in the corporate world or whatever it is Mm -hmm. you know you can develop in those areas too, right? So like in your new opportunities, how are you open to these, to these, um, to these side things that call to you? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. do you go and you interact and it's okay to come back or it's okay to take that other path. Right. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, and I, back then, so this was like two years ago now, well, three years ago. So then you're still hearing stories of, you know, our students and, and not just at Illinois, but in general, I think sometimes are so focused on like the end goal, right? Like it's over there yeah. and yeah. don't, you know, don't, don't look to the sides or don't look to the, 
you know, behind you or, and, and it's not that we want folks to change their majors or that one, you know, like, no, that's right. not what we're saying. And then we actually have to tell our students, like, we're not here to make anybody change their majors. We're just asking <laughs> you to be open, right. be open, you know, because those things are just going to make you stronger. So I'd say kind of going back to the original question, being curious is definitely one of the biggest ones that we want our students to, to walk away from and, and building the community, building, you know, support networks for them. So I think that you are so spot on and I can see why you are so successful with this program. And and I think that there is a lot for people to be inspired about, you know, and hopefully when they listen to this, if you are in people listening who are in the in the um with the with the with the responsibility or with the ability to go and make changes to at the curriculum level. I think that one of the things that um sort of you know, current modern education system have done really well on is to think deeply about, you know, the, the sophistication level and at a content level mm. and spe- specialized into all different types of, you know, disciplines. But what we've really oftentimes missed is this opportunity, which I think you've given your students a great gift, which is, hold on a second, before you set out to be that doctor that because your parent wanted you to be, or that you'd always thought that, you know, like right. being a doctor is going to give you a lot of pride and money and whatever it might be, you know, like look for look for things that develop your own curiosity. And I yeah. think that this it is it really is a um a problem and it feels like an easy fix for our entire education system since they were young. Because, you know, like they are, students are, since they're at a young age, we sort of almost tell them, like, you're not allowed to be curious because we gave you that these are the things that you have to do. These are things you have to learn. Sometimes we're able to sort of through small nuanced areas to say, let's see if they could be curious at something. But nevertheless, at the end of the day, we don't give them the, 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 the real canvas to say, do what you want, right? Do the things that you really find inherently interesting. And and we give up or we give up on the fact that, yeah, you can do it with one one kid, but what if I have 30 kids in the classroom? You don't have time to do that. And I should tell him from this point on, go and look at Murillo's class. He has 2,200 kids, <laughs> not kids, but, you know, students, and he's able to do right. that. And that's because it's a mindset. Um, and that mindset... Um, you know, doesn't, you know, you have to be smart about it. And in your case, you use these peer um, teaching educators, you yeah. use peer educators and lead educators to go in and do that. Um, uh, to, and I think it's incredibly smart because you've really, I mean, in my mind, that's, that's some of the things that's going to make um, um, University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign a different institution than other places. It's because you don't let them go and be sort of be dictated by some conventions of I'm studying to be a CS major, I'm studying to be a, uh, a pre-med student mm-hmm. and just sort of go through with it because your students are very smart. They have the ability to do it. If Absolutely. They don't get That's given right. the opportunity to, to think for themselves for a little bit, you know. Yes. Um, to get in, they they pretty much are like, okay, they if they we just make them, they'll they'll do it. But it it doesn't make sense to make them do that if their passion lies somewhere else, you know. Exactly. And, um, exactly. And, 
and I think that that's a that's a, it's a real gift that you've you've set up. So in the first year, they already start being able to do that, and then um, I think those that change the major, you know, I, I'm sure their parents, you know, sometimes they are shocked, but at the same time, they should really look at it as wow, you know, they ju- you just saved them a number of years going down a path that they would wouldn't have been too happy about. Um, absolutely, and, absolutely, yeah. and you know, we um, when when working with our with our peer educators, you know, who are in their junior senior years when they come when they come to us, I mean, yeah. we have had uh, students who after this experience. They are they are changed. They are changed and say, you know what? I I, I really enjoyed teaching. I really enjoyed interacting mm-hmm. with people in this environment, this setting. And they they do decide to pursue you know a career in education, or or they're now a more a little bit more open to you know to thinking of you know learning and development in their own you know in their own fields that they are thinking about about going. Yeah. Uh, and and really you know for my. So for, because, you know, for the peer educators, I have, you know, we have different sets of, of, of skills and outcomes that we want them to accomplish, right? We want them to, to begin their leadership and professional development in this course, you know, to learn things about, you know, yes, I have to, you know, I have to be at a place, you know, at that time and I have to deliver this instruction and because you're building those, you know, you're, you're building those, those, uh, those professional skills and you're building transferable skills to that, to that, to that level too. And we help them tell that story. Yeah. So we tell them that when, you know, so the course goes for eight weeks and the last, the last, so then their course that they enroll concurrently actually goes for the entire semester. And we, we tell them, all right, now it's time to turn the tables to you and see, you know, what, mm-hmm. see what you've learned from this experience. Because reflection, Jeffrey, both in the 101 course, but also for the peer educators is a huge part of our curriculum. Right. Um, so I'd say, you know, curiosity is number one for the one on one students, but also the, the the ability to reflect and more so for the interns, for the peer educators who are doing this, because and I tell them this all the time, take the take the advantage that you have time to reflect, because, you know, I wish I had more time to reflect sometimes, you know, and we have to make time because it is such a. I think it's a, it's you know it's an art form that we should all be doing more because when you really take the time to be intentional in your reflection, you you you, you get a clearer picture of where do you want to go and what is important to you and what worked what didn't work. I mean, as simple as that, so you can make you can make the changes. So uh, I'd say reflection is a definitely another big part uh, of how you know how uh, it, it's part of the curriculum for 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 you know throughout the first year experience that we that we have here. Yeah. So let me ask you something, um, maybe shift our focus sure. on something else. Uh, based on your, I mean, you have a big sample size. You know, you have, you interact with 2,200 students mm-hmm. and you are getting to see um, something that most other places that have 2,200 students in the class don't get to see, which is you get to see what they're curious about. You get to see what questions they ask if given the space to do so mm-hmm. and i i can't help but to think that um your students i mean you must learn a lot about what some of the contemporary issues that they are most worried about in the world i could only imagine the number of students that are probably thinking about you know everything from climate change to Mm-hmm. Um, to you know, um, um, all Mental the health. issues that we have in our society yeah. and our world, and some of them may be personal, some of them may be driven by 
um, ideological, you know, sort of, um, uh, um, you know, or ideas or, or upbringings that they've had. Um, can you share, shed some light on what are some of the things that um, a, uh, a current first-year student in 2021, what do they think about? Or in 2020, mm-hmm. if you were to think about in the fall? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the 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 num the the number one that comes to mind is mental health, um, for sure. I think you know they are they are now starting to see. Uh, I think that you know that just you know going nonstop, pulling all nighters. I don't even know if students do still do all nighters. Uh, you know, but like doing these things to their to their well being. Um, it, it's not sustainable, you know, it's it, like, it, you know, at one point, it, it, you know, it caves. Um, but that is also, I think then that is also, um, they're also seeing how they cannot make those changes if we as institutions don't make those changes either. Mm-hmm. What do I mean by this? You know, if, if you know, if we're telling a student, oh, you know, get get six seven hours of sleep eat well well if if we're telling them that but then you know we as faculty as administrators are putting so much on their plates i mean really how are they going to do that right they're going to look at me and be like well but really you're making me do all this right all these work and my mine is a one hour credit right um that that's one thing i forgot to 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 explain about the course it's a one hour course um but you know it's one hour out of you know sometimes 15, 16, and we try really, right. we try really hard with our first year students here to to really tell them like keep it to fifteen to sixteen hours, right? Like that's a, that's a healthy mm-hmm. you know course schedule, and 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 we have semesters here, um, so you know sixteen a semester. That's that's but that's including mine. That's including you know all these other mm-hmm. ones that they have to take. So if we as institution, as administrators, as faculty, are also not making a change, then mm-hmm. you know we can keep we we can keep telling them all we want about take care of yourself, you know, make sure you have enough to eat, make sure you get enough sleep. And, but so, so they're calling us out on it too. You know, they're calling us out on it too. And I had a, had the opportunity to serve on a campus-wide uh, mental health uh, working mm-hmm. group, yeah. which we had about five to six students in there. And again, and, you know, and I, and I have to say, it was one of the committees that I've been on campus here because those students were there, they chose amazing students because they were they were holding us accountable you know like they were Mm -hmm. i mean and again you know and our students they're talking about it they're taking it to reddit they're taking to other places sometimes that we're not you know uh don't have (laughs) access to it but they're they're talking how you know like yeah you know like you you know here's another email you know that comes from our president chancellor you know insert the title there telling us to take care of ourselves but you know we don't have spring Our break this year. Yeah, the um, workload has not or the support, right? So, right. Yeah. so yeah, so they're calling us out on that, and good for them, you know, because that's yeah. the only that's the only way that's the only way we're going to change. Um, and I think similarly, my other issue, Jeffrey, was going to be to uh, diversity, you know, equity, inclusion, and belonging. I do think mm-hmm. that's you know, um, we've 
we as institutions has have I think have always done a, a great job, but I th- I think now students really are demanding action. You know, they don't want just the lip service. Um, there, you know, it's really it's really time to you know, and and I and I, I think sometimes we don't know exactly what clearly that is, but again, that's going back to that's part of the job. That's part of the job mm-hmm. of 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 you know uh, wrestling and hustling with those uh, you know with those and rumbling with those um, questions and. In, in coming up with you know strategies, solutions, ideas, um, and and asking our students to be part of, of the solution and being partners in that solution, not as just doing something for them, right? But but collectively as a community. So those would be my two my my top two right now that I that I'm constantly yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, I feel like that you know, um, mental health is definitely a is such a big topic and. Um, and, and I think that in the United States, you know, we are sort of famous for treating and not preventing, um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, we're, we're literally sort of the nation of, well, right. you know, if it's broken, we'll figure out how to fix it. Yeah. Uh, but we don't, we don't like to do things. We don't, we don't like to do preventative, um, measures, uh, a lot of the time. Correct. And, and I think that mental health may be one of the the things that um well it's not just the one thing but it's definitely definitely one of the things that you know uh fixing it afterwards is is really hard and it, you it know is. the damage is done and it's right. um it's a um it's a uh it's it's extremely dangerous um we because it's also one of those things that um still comes with us a fair amount of um uh sort of uh um stigma right stigma, um, yeah. a lot of stigma around it and people don't like to talk about it they don't want to talk about um and i was just talking to another uh guest another uh digi- education scholar and she aptly said that you know if if i had to have surgery because i you know I had to, you know, I had to operate on my knee or something. You know, I'll tell you, I'll be like, hey, I had to do mm-hmm. that. But if I had to be hospitalized um, because of mental health, maybe it's not something that you'd be comfortable sharing because people are gonna start saying, "Well, what happened?" You know, right? And and it's a it's a uh, it's a it's a really terrible situation that that um, that we're in because it's 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 just as um, difficult is just as um terrible illness and, and and many times worse because it, it it's often life-threatening and people don't even know it um and uh and has such a long-term consequences um you know that um a knee surgery you know with with some consistent you know physical therapy you can you can get back nourish yourself mm-hmm. to perfect health um yeah. you know um and so so I, I I find it to be a I do also agree that it's a it's a huge part and and I think it's something that um, students see right away I mean they're experiencing it um, you know it's firsthand it's not something that they they are just hearing from someone that might happen you know they right it, it could happen to them it could happen to their friends and families their peers. And um, the trauma that they they get through is is extremely difficult. I what do you think is um, you know what what do you think is a solution? Um, I'm not 
trying to say that we can <laughs> five minutes solve you know mental health crisis yeah. that exists in this country or in the world but what are some of the what are some of the things that you feel like people can do because by the way i think that things like your course and i don't know about the workload and all of that but the type of things that you're asking students to do to dig deep into finding what they like these are some scalable ways maybe it doesn't solve problems when you really need to go to see therapists and counselors but for a lot of people this might be the first time they get to examine you know what absolutely what their passions are yeah and bring yeah. some light into their lives right 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 absolutely and and yeah and i also wanted to uh expand you know when i say mental health i also meant like well-being right so, because mm -hmm. that's yeah. that's a whole that's a whole package and and we have been mm -hmm. in the curriculum talking about you know teaching students how to uh to be well all around you know holistic wellness so we use the wellness wheel as as our framework for that and you know so you look really looking at your social well-being your emotional well-being your physical well-being and so and so on so um i think going back to the solution the the stigma i agree with you 100 percent. you know that is and i think that could be something that i think with the right education that with the right campaigns and you know and just you know just us talking more about it um can can um can really uh, destigmatize it. And I think that will be a huge first step because, you know, uh, as a person also from, you know, from a different country, you know, from from the, the Latin American community, I know that that stigma is there, you know, yeah. but I'll be very honest with you. Like I never, I never blanked to the idea of not being in therapy, right? Like I, I knew that in undergrad, I was going through some tough stuff. I'm like, oh, I have this service available to me. Sign me up. Like, let me, let me talk to someone. Great. Graduate school, same thing. Here at U of I, right? So, so if I can share that story too with students, the way I'm sharing it with you now, like that is part. That's the first step that I think we all can take it because you know I hope someone can you know like like I said, I keep saying, oh yeah, that person you know scaled you know and 2200 are taking their course and you know he, he can go to therapy i can do that too or you know students look right. up to me you know the assistant dean of you know at LAS is saying that then you know right because i really i'm comfortable with who i am today i am at a stage in my life that i don't have that stigma right and and also i also know that if anyone chooses to say something I don't really care, but I'm also talking <laughs> about students, mm -hmm. right? That are at a, yeah. at a developmental stage, uh, young adults, that they do care and they do, you know, it does hurt. You know, mm -hmm. so just because it doesn't hurt me, I also can't expect them to act the same way. I can expect anyone, for that matter, to mm -hmm. act the same way. So of course, you have to tread that carefully. It's not as just simple as you know, Murillo, but sharing or, but you know, mm -hmm. and I, in some ways, you know, it. Um, in, in some ways also, you know, it's, I wonder if the, what the parallels are with also, you know, the whole campaign with, you know, for LGBTQ uh, 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 folks with, you no know, it gets better, right? Mm -hmm. or, or coming out, hearing coming out stories. There are some parallels, mm -hmm. I think, in there, now yeah. that I think a little bit more about it too. And, um, you, you know, so because in many ways we have come a long way for, you know, for, for LGBTQ uh, identities to, you know, to, to a certain degree feel much more comfortable than they were, you know, in, in you know, uh, many years, and I'm including myself in that group, right? So then, so so then, can we do something similar to that to, to those campaigns? And again, it, it take it take you know, it takes time, and it takes uh, you know, it takes people that are close to you, 
but but hearing that um oh and i even you know, talked about some podcasts that i've been listening and all that like there was one that i was listening to and i forgot the title right now but uh or, or which one that i was that i was listening to but it, it had to do with that of you know of you know someone and it was someone from a latin american um uh um uh heritage i remember what it was let's talk about hard things it's a book uh by anna anna sale i i listening on audio and the part about family when she was talking in this chapter about family and one of one of her uh, uh guests in her podcast um what was talking about that it was some was this man from you know a latino a latino and he was you know having to have the conversation with his mom that he was going to therapy and he was thought that mom was going to interact one way and she actually you know reacted the other saying okay if that's what you need that's what you need right and it, and it really stripped the stigma for him at that point mm-hmm. right yeah. so such a such a uh, I, th- I think when we have uh, folks that are positioned, whether through family ties or, or, or social identity, that can do that for one another. I think that that's one way to to fight this stigma. So again, the book was "Let's Talk About Hard Things" by Anna Anna Sale S S A L E. So great book. We'll we'll make sure to put that in the notes. Yeah. Um, well, listen, Marillo, it is <laughs> it's been a wonderful. We spent a wonderful it's been hour. Wonderful. Together. Thank you, Jeffrey. Uh, you are. Uh, a, a, just a, a real inspiration um, to me. I, I really feel like that. Um, I really feel like that. Uh, it's the authenticity that comes through so clearly for you, and and that uh, I could only imagine. You know how 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 lucky you and your students. Um, should feel, you know, being in your class. I Thank mean, that you. experience is is probably going going to be one of their, you know, like when I said, you know, hopefully if you're lucky, you get a handful of life changing experience while going through schools. And I'm I'm going to guess a, a, a good percentage of your students are going to feel that way about your class. And I think that um, something that I I feel like is somewhat unspoken just because of the scale that you operate at that hopefully other people can think about is that just because you think that it's a hard thing to do it's a big class and you feel like we can't make any changes and the answer is that you can yes Um, you are the living example of doing that you are the living example of someone who said not only do you say that you can, you make it the some of the hardest thing that you, you know, you can do to a, such a large scale, but you just figure out ways around it. Um, we didn't even have time to talk about all of the, you know, the mentoring program, you know, at depth, but I think those are <laughs> some amazing ideas and, 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 and scaling, um, to me, um, um, if it needs to happen, it will happen. Um, and, um, we just can't be lazy about it. You know, we just can't say, just can't quit because we think that it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I think that in higher education, sometimes we stop a little bit too short, you know, at that. And you have just uh, made it such a great case for not only do we not need to stop short at that. We, in fact, when you do that, that's when all kinds of other problems um, probably first surface, but then they also mm-hmm. can get solved because now you have, a lot of people solving it together. Um, yeah. And I think that's what's so beautiful about it. And thank oh, you great. so much. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. That. 
Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the kind words and, uh, and reflections back to me. I, I really appreciate that. And yes, I also hope our students are definitely uh, learning from our course, learning from the, the connections and community that we, that we enable them to be part of. And um, yeah, so if you ever want to talk about that mentoring program more in depth, I'm happy for uh, to a part two, if you wish. <laughs> let's, let's do that. And uh, guess what? All right. What? We will do that when you yeah. have that portfolio of all of your good things. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll do that together, okay? Uh, sounds deal? great, Jeffrey. Thank you so much. <laughs> deal. You have a deal. <laughs> all right. Okay. Wonderful. I'll see you soon then, I hope. Thank you. Take care. It was nice to meet Take you. Take care. This concludes part one of our conversation with Marillo Saranzo from University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. To hear part two, be sure to subscribe to Digication Scholars Conversations on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Digication Scholars Conversations is brought to you by Digication, a technology platform powering the most innovative e-portfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. This episode was produced by Drew Albanicius. Thanks for listening.